Lovely stuff. Uh, right. right. Back again. So it's fighting, it's fighting part is first. Uh, will we start with the Bellator or up to you? It's fight week. Well, it's fight day. Uh, Canelo versus Plant is finally here after many negotiations, discussions, talks. We finally have the week that we've all been waiting for. Um, well, most boxing fans have been waiting for really for the past while. Um, after Saunders, um, after Billy Joe Saunders, uh, when Canelo broke Saunders' eye, uh, we were like, who was next? And Plant stepped up and he was like, we'll take, let's go for the, the, the let's go for the super middleweight. It was the super, mid, super middleweight. Let's go and unify the super middleweight. Talks and negotiations went on for weeks and weeks. We finally had it. They signed the, the contracts. Fight week is here. There, um, there was a bit of a face off the way in there yesterday. At the press conference as well. Not really was said at the press conference. It was just wishing each other the best of luck. Uh, really. Um, what else? It, it was just Canelo, and he, he looked calm and he looked positive, really. And that's a good thing to see. Also, we have Dylan Moyne's debut tonight. Conor McGregor's training partner and sparring partner, who also had a bit of a feud with Jake. I'll get back to you on that later on. Actually, yeah. uh, actually, no. We'll talk about it now. So basically, Dylan Moyne, uh, he's fifteen and one, um, fifteen wins, one loss. Um, he's an absolutely amazing boxer in my mind. Great one, great boxer for great Irish boxer. Um, and uh, he was sparing uh, with McGregor during the Poirier two training camp over in uh, Dubai. And uh, Jay Paul saw this and he was like, "Oh, who's this guy with a load of blood in his face?" And Dylan Moore posted a picture. It was him, McGregor, and Phil Sutcliffe. And they were like, "It was like our oh, back in the doghouse and all that." And Jake Paul's like, oh, let's just have a pop at this guy. So he did. And he was like, oh, look at your training partner, Connor. He's full of blood. Like, do you really do? Do you really abuse your training partners that much? Dylan Moore came back and he was like, shut the fuck up. If you want me, I will have you in the Mayo at the gym. Doghouse rules, 30 minutes, no stoppage. Last man, um, last, first man to touch the ground, basically wins. First man to get knocked out, uh, loses. Sorry. First, man's got no, first man to either get stopped or knocked out, loses. Um, and Paul never replied back because he knew if he stepped in that ring with Dylan Moore, he would get absolutely slapped. Um, then Dylan Moore was like, I just, he wanted no part of him anymore. Fast forward a few months, he's with, um, who's he with now? He's with, he signed a deal, a multi-fight contract deal with um, Frank Warren, Frank Warren Promotions, uh, Tyson Fury's promoter. So that's really exciting as well. It's fight week for him. But yeah, and also we had better talk Dublin. Dan, if you want to, I want to actually get your opinion on what you saw last night or what I sent you the videos for. Yeah, you know, it's uh, obviously a disappointing night from an Irish perspective, even the fact it was in three arena in Dublin as well, like on Irish grounds and just disappointing. Like, in fairness, like, like to fair your man did have him in there. What, what would you call that submission that he, that he had? The guillotine. The guillotine joke. Yeah, like they did say it was going to be a battle of the guillotine. Like, that's obviously Gallagher. Is that kind of Gallagher's trademark? Gallagher's, that, that's Gallagher's main trait. It's either that or it's the way and like a choke. Yeah, like they he were went saying. For the, so basically, he went for the guillotine and it failed. And uh, then Patchy Mix went for another. What a name, Patchy Mix. I've never heard no. such a fighter's name, Patchy Mix. So yeah. Patchy Mix went for it again in the second, was it, or the third? And he went for it again and he got it. Gallagher just, he, he was slumped on the ground. His legs were out wide. There was no leg defense from it at all. He turned over and he, he, he tapped. Yeah, I, I just yeah. In fairness to me, he is the right. He's the right attitude. Like even before the fight, he was being interviewed and saying, you know, he kept it fairly simple. He was just saying, you know, the, the reporter asked him, "How are you gonna? What are you gonna do?" And 
all he said, he just focused, said, I'm going to win. That's all he said. He just said, I'm going to beat this guy. I'm going to beat him on my home ground, take all the energy in and all the energy from Dublin Tree Arena and take it in. Um, Not that he did badly. He didn't do badly. He just got fucking stuck in the guillotine. There's nothing you can do when you get stuck in the guillotine, you're going to get your head taken off. So there's it, he lost. Like, so, but it's hard. I wonder, like, do you know what that's like when you're in the guillotine? Or have you ever done MMA it's, when you're in that? Uh, so I did, I did jiu-jitsu and I've been locked in both. And it's it's not nice at all, uh, really. Um, when you're in a guillotine choke, uh, you're, you get like, you get claustrophobic, really claustrophobic, really fast. So what, One where minute, is it? Is it like, are they, literally just pushing your head down so like you snap your neck or is it just like so they're basically you? so they have you and your hand you if you can see me right you probably can see me right now your yeah. their hand goes around your neck and yeah. your neck goes in and they they increase more pressure here on the front side of your neck and they drive that up so it's less breathing so the breathing goes out if you push your neck in like that you can feel the breathing gone yeah. and uh, it, it, you get choked out by that. And then the rear naked choke is basically, it's from a back position show, back position. So say if I have someone and they're on my back, I have my hands like that in, an, in a half X position and I increase the pressure again, driving that front bit of the neck backwards to stop their breathing and their, their breathing flow. And it slowly stops them breathing and it gets them to go to sleep without you know, without permission, as I like to say. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, no, because I saw, like, I, I don't, um, um, they said it was, a, like, I don't know, I, I just think, um, I, I couldn't Queely see got him. knocked out as well, which is, Queely, yeah, Queely got knocked out as well, like, to be fair, your man did have him, like, on the fucking ropes, as you say, in boxing terms, but, like, he had yeah. him against the cage, and he had him, like, Queely was kind of, like, nearly falling over he was kind of like the cage was the only thing hold. like if there's no cage there, he would have been on the ground yeah. and he would have got another five six belts probably without stopping them do you know like so i couldn't really see any stopping that your man kind of in fairness to your man um uh, uh what's what's his name again i was forgetting his fucking name pitbull pitbull yeah oh pitbull yeah yeah, yeah. um so he's at yeah so in fairness to mr him, worldwide yeah yeah so in fairness to him he he won a fair and square like because he did get him a good yeah. few they were good they were good slaps and they got him inside the, the head and they did shake him in fairness because he was kind of he just didn't see i couldn't have seen him getting back up and actually continuing anyway and actually winning the fight because he just he looked a bit shook from it um which yeah uh, disappointing enough from an irish point of view i suppose i'm just looking back at the replay here queely looks very stunned uh, when the yeah. ref calls it off, he's like, "What? Why'd you stop it?" And and I guess when he clearly uh, will probably watch the replay back, and he he understand why he was calling it off. But his hands were down completely, and he was he was acting cocky in my mind. He was and he had his hands down. He got clipped. He went to uh, he got folded onto the ground. He tried to make his way back up to the cage. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ref calls it off. Yeah, like I know, like there was no. There was definitely, he can have no arguments. Maybe in the heat of the moment, you're kind of thinking, geez, I could go on. But like, there was no, he was going to get pelted even more if he kept going. So no, he was, the best thing to do there was the call up. Because there was no escaping that anyway. Because your man was on the front foot. Like when someone, like when you're trying to just defend someone the whole time and you're not getting any hits back, like it's, I don't know a whole lot about fighting, but it's kind of just simple fucking physics. Like if someone keeps hitting you and you're not hitting them back, I'm assuming the guy who keeps hitting you is going to win. So if you didn't knock him out, I would have assumed he'd win it by, Whatever decision he'd win the stoppage. round, or, yeah, yeah, stoppage, stop, yeah, yeah, he would have won. I couldn't see Queely win it after what happened there, anyway. So, but um, look, he'll be back. Hopefully, too. I hopefully yeah. Gallagher as well will be back. So, yeah. hopefully, 
Um, it's just like it's it's sad to see because I was I was so confident in the two of them going in. You know these the you know Bellator was coming back to Dublin. You know it was it was something to look forward to. And the Bellator made a really good uh, promo event of it at the start. There was like a promo at the start, and it was James Gallagher and Peter Qualley. You know, and Peter Qualley was like, "I'm gonna be lightweight champion by the end of the end of the night. I'm gonna knock out Pitbull and all this." And you know, it, it drove up the hype really well, and I really enjoyed the card. Um, as Bellator said, as one of its most stacked cards this year, and I kind of can half agree with those 16 uh, Irish fighters in that card from uh, from SPG uh, alone. Um, SPG have a massive uh, have a massive uh, population. If if you get me on on that Bellator roster within different divisions, and uh, Peter Qualley went in calm, cool, and collected. His entrance was absolutely amazing. He played Zombie by the Cranberries. You probably know that song, and you probably seen yeah. the footage. Absolutely amazing, and yeah. the crowd was going absolutely mental. Um, and then Qualley um, Qualley didn't get the best of Pitbull and Pitbull. People got the best of him, and it was sad to see. And he went out, and then I was like, okay, that's one of two. You know, maybe Gallagher. I mean, that 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 was two of two. And when I was looking back at the the, the Gallagher fight before, I was like, okay, that's one of two. You know, that's it's, it's shit. But you know, we can come back. Yeah. And then Quali gets knocked out, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's not nice to see. You know, it's someone that you support. You know, losing. Yeah, and it's. And how does that work actually? The Bellator and the UFC does so. Like, is it um, is that like a division two or three side thing? So if you get to, the it's top- like okay. So like in the so you know the way like there's like the Premier League, yeah, yeah. So like the Premier League's like the UFC, and then Bellator is like Championship. So like we're like QPO and all that. Yes, yeah? so that's yeah, like yeah. Championship, and then the UFC is like. Uh, Chelsea and Tottenham and Man United, so the big teams, and then just the one below is just the Championship. Oh, all right, fair enough. And so what? Yeah. Would Gallagher and Queely would they be anywhere near? So I suppose so. If you come championship champion, up, so like, is the likes of Pitbull going to up, going to get signed for the UFC now, or how does that? That's work? That's completely up to Dana White. Every single shot that someone calls and every single contract that is signed in the UFC always goes back to Dana White. Dana White is literally the last man to call. So as I remember actually in it was in history last week and as Lyndon B. Johnson says, the book stops here, which basically means like I made the final decision and that's what Dana White does. He makes that final decision on who gets into the UFC and who doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to see more Irish boys in because it's in... McGregor, I don't know. Is McGregor does he have a few fights left anyway? Is there an, is there any updates on McGregor? Or is he is there any word? There's, there's a teaser that, that he's teasing something about coming back and fighting Max Holloway and running that back for number two uh, in March or April. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there, there was a few things going on Twitter last week, and I was like, mm, I don't know. Should we? Should we not? You know, but what, what's going to be the weight? Is it going to be one fifty five, or can Holloway come all the way up to one seventy? Um, if that's possible, I don't know. They'll probably go for 155 in between the both, uh, which is McGregor can still make that. He will never make 144 ever again. His body just can't do it. It's his body could do it back in the old days, but it's it will it will nearly kill him to make 145 again. Well, them yeah, like them way class, like whatever whatever it is, if it's 150 or what, like that's definitely going to suit um, Holloway because he is like naturally lighter. The fret he has a he's a smaller frame, like. McGregor is naturally big, like, and even the last few fights, like against Diaz, he was much bigger. Or Diaz was it the first or the second fight? He had the skinhead for it anyway. And then the Poirier, yeah. the, the last two kind of Poirier fights, he was 
he was big, especially the one in January 2020. He was, he was, um, he was kind of bulk. Or no, sorry, was it January 2021? He's walking around at 190 pounds at the moment. 190 really? to 200 pounds at the moment. Like that's an awful lot to lose. Like, yeah, man. that is an awful lot. To, like that is what's that? Fifty? That's 30, 40 pounds. Like that is. Yeah. Christ. And how does it? Would they? Do they lose that over like? A few, I'm assuming it's over a six, <laughs> or nine month or thing or just. Uh, they they lose so like to 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 do it nicely on themselves. Um, they get the fight offer. Um, so they they want so they get the fight offer within six months six months before the actual fight, and it'd be on low key and they won't say anything and then they announced the fight about three or four months before so they gave an extra three month gap to cut it nicely so there's nice weight cut in between there so they're not killing themselves, and there was rules brought in by the Nevada State Athletic Commission and USADA which is the United States Athletic Drug Commission, um. And uh, a drug association, sorry, and they, they brought in rules with with, uh, with weight cutting as well, and just to just try and keep that safe in a way, and to not try and kill your fighter at the same time, um, which is nice. So McGregor will cut that within the next six to seven months if this deal goes ahead. We'll see within the next few months as well. If if more if if there's if there's more to talk of it, I'll definitely let you know, and I'll definitely let the listeners know with this podcast as well what's going to happen. So I'll keep you as update on that. But the main thing now this week. Um, besides McGregor and besides rumours and Bellator and this and that, you know, and a few other things, is Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant. I told you a few weeks ago I'm going to do a preview on it, so I'm going to lay it down right now. Dan, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry. Okay. Right. Go on, yeah, yeah Dan, if you, Dan, if you don't mind. Okay, right. So basically... Um, Alvarez looks extremely well. He looks absolutely amazing. He looks in prime shape and the best shape of his life, I think. I know it's a bit cliche to say, but uh, I think Taylor Plant looks scared. I know that, I, and I know people are saying, oh, he looks, he, he's looking confident and all, but I think I think there's a bit of fear in him, especially from two press conferences ago where Canelo cut his eye open with a slap, a slap. Imagine what he can do with a full punch. Yeah, yeah. Glove or no glove, it's, it's uh, I think Canelo just... As, as usual, utilize that jab, break that body down, slap the body and come up to the head, slap the body within the first few rounds, break him down, get him into the corner, cut off the ring, utilize the ring to himself and cut off the ring for plant. Get him into that corner, get the fight scrappy and scrap Canelo. I mean, scrap plant, sorry. And scrap plant and break him down so much that he's in the later rounds. Get him into that eighth to tenth round and scrap him hit him to the body, whack his body, break him down, and then start unloading those headshots within the middle of rounds and finish him off in the ninth of the tenth. People think that Plant is going to win. I completely disagree. He has a perfect record, but behind a perfect record is he's fighting cans and bums. He's fighting people losing records just to make his record look good. I have looked up a few of the people that he has fought and they're absolute cans. They're people with well, I think it was like 10 and 40 and all this and it was just it, it it's it's a side to look, oh, like, look Plant, yeah, he's undefeated and he's a world champion and, you know, it's it's lies. It's, and I Canelo, this is for, this is Plant's first real test to see who the who the who the pound for who the can no not who the can plant take someone as big as Canelo and what if he does if it does happen 
what can he do next? Can he go into Demetrius Andre? Can he still go down and he can maybe fight Saunders, you know? But yeah, that's I, I'm going to say Canelo round nine. That's my prediction anyways. Oh, no, knockout, yeah. I, I've never seen, I've never actually seen Plant. Like, I've seen it, obviously, yeah, most people, anyone who's been to fighting at all has seen Canelo. But um, as who has Plant ever fought who's, like, any way of a big name? Has he ever fought Floyd or any of them lads? Who can, uh, Plant? No. Yeah. No. Oh, Jesus, no. And who, has he ever fought anyone with any bit of status who has ever come near Floyd, Canelo, or... No, or any not, but, not, not in my mind. Not in my mind. Or, and who has he has he fought any names who are known at all, or who has he only been in the one weight division his whole life or his whole career? So he's uh, so he started his career in 2014. He's 21 and 0 at the moment. Um, he's fought like Vin, uh, Vincent. I I've never uh, so sorry to the lads that I'm gonna laugh me now what I'm saying, but he's fought like Vincent uh, Vengenbrutz, which he's he's um. He's like he's. I think he he's a, he's a journeyman, and he also fights bums as well. Caleb tracks that was an okay fight, unanimous decision. Mike Lee, that was an okay fight as well. Mike Lee's also undefeated. Well, he he's he's 20, 21 and one now. Jose, I can't pronounce his name. Andrew Hernandez, nineteen and six, eighteen and four, seven wins, eleven losses. Um, one win, one loss within his first fights. Like you know, uh, ten wins, uh, six losses, twenty wins, ten losses. Um, it's just fighters like that, really, that are just you know, it's just it's like oh, like look at me again. I'm trying to you know, I'm the big man, but again, you're fighting absolute bums. And uh, Canelo Alvarez is it up against him next, and let's see what happens. And I will update you all next Saturday when I talk the fight. Good stuff. And uh, what else is there? So. Um, Usman and Covington is that's tonight, yes. isn't it? Yes, Usman. I think Usman's going to get him, and I think he's going to beat him. There's also an Irish man on that card, Ian Gary, former Cage Warriors world champion, um, which I love to see. Ian Gary versus Williams in a welterweight bout. Uh, they're the prelims. It's the set. It's the last early prelim. And then it goes on to, oh my God, this card's absolutely stacked. Aya Quinta versus Bobby Green. Um, Usman v. Covington. Nami Yunich versus Zhang. That's going to be a firework of a fight. Um, uh, Rose Nami Yunich. Uh, Frankie Edgar is back against uh, Vieira. Um, Gaethje versus Chantner as well in a lightweight belt. Um, who else do we have in this card? We have uh, Piera as well back again. Um, oh, it's, it's stacked. Yeah, yeah, no, it does look good. Right? So that's UFC two six eight tonight. Yeah, prelims oh, start at six pm uh, ET uh, on the Eastern board, and then the prelims are at eight pm. So they're going to start about eleven, twelve o'clock. The early prelims on our side. Oh, all right, okay, not too bad. So, yeah. and then all right, okay. So Usman, so are they fighting for a title then tonight, Usman and uh, yeah. Covington, or is that what is that now? No, the, 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 they're fighting for the world welterweight championship. World Welterweight, okay. They're, they're running it back again. This is Usman v. Covington too. Oh, they, and who won the last time? I thought, I Usman by knockout in the fifth round. Oh, really? Okay. And who do you think? Yeah. Do you think... Usman again. You think Usman again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen much of him. But yeah, no, that should be a good fight. I've heard a lot about him and I heard a lot of Covington as well. Um, so yeah, that should be good. Um, I think that... Get on to the hurler now. I think I, I've done my bit. 
Yeah, you've done your bit, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's a few retirees this week. I'll just get to them. Uh, yeah, so two lads from Waterford. Now, literally only in the last like, half an hour, a lot, another lad from Waterford. So Kevin Moore and Shane Fives. Now, you might, not everyone will know Shane Fives now, but everyone will definitely know Shane, uh, Kevin Moore anyway, even if you, well, most people will anyway, if you, if you follow her. Uh, so two of them retire. So Kevin Moore did, I think, 15 plus years for the county. He was, he was in, he played in the 08 final and he played in the 17 final as well, captain the 17 final. So um, definitely one of them lads like along with like Brick Walsh and few Patrick Horn and a few of the boys who like definitely should have won in All Ireland, but just never really. Maybe if they were on the likes of a Kilkenny team or something, we're definitely good enough to win All Ireland, but just never, never won it. So it's a pity to see the likes of them boys kind of leave without one because, like, you can't doubt that they were good enough. Like you know the way some people, and it's just not what well, there could be a Waterford team in five years' time who is serious and Kevin Moran and Shane Fice could both get onto it and. They could have won something, but it's just a brick walls or something. But uh, just uh, that's that's life, that's sport, I suppose. It's just cruel. But um, look, it's not about why did he retire? Um, actually, he's he's 30, 34, 5. I'll get his age up now. Uh, he probably won't want me saying, saying his age, but I, I don't know what age he is. I think he's um, he's in his 30s, mid 30s because he played in the 08 final, whatever. What was that 13 years ago? And he was ahead a few years behind him at that stage, so um. But yeah, like he's he's thirty four years of age. Yeah, so he maybe had a year or two left in him, but he was on the bench this year. So, um, but yeah, that's the end of him. There was actually other news now. There's a bit of there was a bit of shit going on this week. I don't know was this this week or the last week, but um, I think I sent you that. But I'll read out the quote. Um, so do you know Davy Davy Fitz? Is this the beef between himself and Paul Galvin? Yeah, there's a bit of beef, but oh, he's um, yeah, Davy Davy isn't the sweetheart now he makes out to be. I don't think. Do you know the way? Well, let's let's hear the quote first. Uh, tell the listeners what what uh, what you found. Okay, so basically, just background for it is like there's a bit of shit going on between himself and uh, Paul Galvin. So Paul Galvin was the Wexford manager, Wexford football manager. This is about two years ago. Now he he yeah. stepped down around 2020, right during the COVID. Davy was Wexford hurling manager at the same time. So there was kind of roused that there was something. The pitches there were there wasn't being fair. Dave was kind of pushing around Galvin, saying, "Oh no, we use these this pitch it, so on, so on, all that kind of stuff." So this is the quote here. So Dave, this is what Davy said. So one person who did have a go, or no, sorry, one two person who did have a go at Davy was former Wexford football manager Paul Galvin, who claimed earlier this year that Davy didn't want to share the county's ferns center center of excellence when their time in charge overlapped. Now Davy obviously denied that because he's not going to say, "Yeah, I agree." Like, but I think. He said, yeah, that's not true, 100% not true. Um, he said, very angry to hear that, but I'm not getting into it. I know the truth, and so do the people in the county board and in Wexford in the training centre. Um, and then Galvin, I think, tweeted back. He said, David Fitz loved to play the victim when it suits him. And he's probably right there, I think. And then, But then, and then, but it kind of went back and forth. David comes back again, and he, this was in a report because they were kind of telling him what Galvin had said. And uh, he said, yeah, Paul can think what he likes, what he likes, whatever. He said, whatever he wants to say, that's fine. I'm not going to say anything bad about Paul, which is obviously Davey keeping his PR good. So it's, yeah, I would be on Galvin's side here because I've heard a few things about, now obviously to be a winner. Davey's trying to keep Mr. Nice Guy. That's what he's trying to do. Of course he is. And it's not, it's, I can, people say, oh, it's, it's one lad's story against another, but I would be in, I would be inclined to believe Galvin now on this one now. Yeah. Because Davey is very, because he, but he said about, he said like he was literally, he was pushing him around using the pitches and over him and there was 
training was all at the same time and they were getting what you know yourself typical shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, so do you have any opinions on that or what do you think? Who thinks it sounds it's it sounds like a it sounds like a, a bit of a you know a few slaps throwing, you know, virtually if yeah. you get you know back to back, you know, the defiant shots at each other, as you like to say, you know, back back to back, you know, it's just a bit of just a bit of handbags, really. It's not not major, but uh, you know, if they want to if they want to take it now, they can take it out to the care park out in Wax for GA and they can sort it out there. Yeah, I think I don't think anyone can disagree that, that Paul Galvin would maul Davy in a fight. Absolutely. Well like if we had to put okay, let's say this if we had to put Paul Galvin versus Dave Fisher in a fight. Who would win? Who do you think would win? I mean, Paul Galvin. Like, like to be fair, like if it was UFC, then obviously he would have to lose a shitload of weight because Davy, yeah. Davy be a bit chubby, but like he'd be fucking tiny. Bitch. Like Galvin yeah. has the reach on him, and he has a good two foot on him as well. So yeah. like, to be honest, if Galvin like, hits him with a head kick. Yeah, Galvin's gone. Galvin is a dangerous bastard. Like you don't want to get a bet yeah. off Galvin. Like, um, yeah. and he's with big Galvin. and he's. He's an animal now. I yeah, now my I would say third round knockout now if it was him and Davy. Um he would get Davy in the corner and just never he would keep kicking the shit out of him. So yeah. um but yeah, Davy can talk all he wants now, but Galvin would absolutely maul him in a fight, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, um well I'm just actually I'm looking at the the the, the state go with GA is looking well at the moment. Um yeah. with the the, the, the new boss now. Um, I'm trying to. I can't find the new fixtures. I'll get back to him that next week. Actually, with the the fixtures coming out, and let's see how uh how how the new boss does. Um, I'm actually very excited to see what he actually can do with us. Like I know it'll take a few months, but I'm I'm really excited to see what he can lead us to. What Shefflin can actually can actually Shefflin pull us through to another Liam McCarthy. That's what I want to know. Can he do it? I think he can. Yeah, I think he can. I'd say within like whatever amount his contract is, like definitely within that. I think Shefflin can win an all out because like he is a winner. Like does he? You can you can have you can be you can talk all the shit you want and you can, you know, you can do all these fancy drills, but like you can't beat someone who's a winner who's actually done it. Like Shefflin has won ten all Irelands. Like no one has ever done that. Well, Cody's done as a man. No one has ever done that as a yeah. player before. It's like you can't underestimate like how important it is to have someone who has won it ten times. Like and he's, you know, like he won. I won't say he won four in a row. Like probably the best in the history of her. I would say not, not even just the All Ireland. I would say now it pains me to say it because I, I support Tipperary, but I would say now the best in the history of her. Not that I've seen. I, I suppose Ring and the likes of them I haven't ever seen. Like Christy Ring and Mick Mackey yeah. and all them boys who I heard a good few stories about. But um, modern day. How old is Brian Cody at the moment? That's a good question. He's like mid sixties, but there's actually an interesting thing about that as well. Like. There's um there's a thing. John O'Brien Brian Cody's been there for like twenty years. Yeah, he's like, young as he is. Yeah, yeah, like he's been there for fucking ages. But I think there's kind of something about trying to get him out, like not trying to get him out. But John O'Brien hasn't won an All Ireland since fifteen, yeah. which was a lot in Kilkenny. So like, yeah. there's kind of something about trying to get him out. I'm not sure, but there's just a, there's probably a minority of people in the county, maybe not even a minority, probably a majority at this stage, who probably don't want him there anymore. I just think he's done his bit and he can't really do a whole lot anymore. But he doesn't have the players like before. Like literally, I don't know. Do you remember? Do you ever watch? Did you ever watch the Kenny teams in the noughties? Like, well, like I remember my dad always telling me he said like they were physically like unbeatable. He he said he'd watch a game against Tip and Tip were a good team and like it was all nine. Yeah. And Tip were ahead anyway, so Kenny come back. But he said like he said he never seen a team that were just unbeatable. No matter how much Tip did, Tip had great players at the time. Like, but he said just unbeatable. Like, and they were just untouchable at that time. So Cody doesn't like you could have got a plank of wood to manage him at that time. Mm. Do you know Cody? 
he's a good man. He's obviously he's a savage manager, like don't take away yeah. from him. I'd say his time is probably nearly done in fairness. He's done all he can do for the county, in fairness to him. But I'd say he's he's an absolutely amazing what he what he's done was absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, in fairness, hopefully I to be honest, I'd like to see him win Not Ireland in a way. Now it probably goes against my instincts, like probably not liking Kenny, but I would like yeah. to see him win Ireland just for his kind of just a nice like to see him go out in a high. Like I'd hate to see him go six years in a row without winning All Ireland after everything he did for the county, like you know. Um yeah. yeah, hopefully he does well. What else is there for Hurling? Um there's not a whole lot, I suppose. I was just thinking about like the um the not lads not winning all Ireland's and like how do you think like you define success in sport? Do you think it's just about medals and getting yeah, I think I, I think I think it's about the, the passion and the drive that um that you give to your sport really. You can you can you can win all, all the all the medals and trophies you want, you know, in team sports, you know, I, I'm going to exclude boxing and MMA from this one because, you know, I, I, I'm just going to take them out this one for, for this type of conversation, but you can win all the medals and trophies you want. But if you want to stand out, you have to do something unnatural. You have to, and I know it sounds stupid sound, saying this, and, and I know Logan Paul's saying this a hundred times, but you have to be a maverick. You have to do something that someone's not done in a while or someone's never done ever and bring that to the table and bring that to the board of your team and use that in a game or use that in a, in a match or a training match or a drill and bring it up at the manager and use it again and again and again and create those moments where they'll never be forgotten, create those create those games and, and be part of those games where they'll never be forgotten before and try and be one of the and if not the goal of your team and be you know be at one with your fans that don't 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 be like oh look at me mr big bollocks now you know i'm i'm think i'm great and all this thing you know all your fans be what you know be with your fans rely back to the lads you know be down to earth you know because no one if if you're successful and you know, and you're talking, and you're only talking to the people that you know that are yes men. You're the only saying, "Oh, like look at you know, you're the best in the world and all this." You're not looking, and you're not talking with the people that are giving that real hard that that hard love. You know, as I like to call it, you know, the the humble people. You're not you're not going to be nice at all. Um, but if you get me. Yeah, no, you have to keep your feet on the ground, like kind of. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to really convey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's good. It, the people around you, like they, they say, like in life, like the five people are, who you talk to most are going to be the people you end up like. So, but yeah, like you need people around. People who are I hate people saying, Do you know, like it's grand compliment yourself because obviously if you work hard, that's fine. You say, "Geez, I did yeah. well today. That's grand." But like, there has to be a thing where you say, "Right, I move on. Today is gone." Like. So what? Uh, yeah, like people say, oh yeah, I did a good today. A good, good trend. Uh, acknowledge it for ten minutes. Say, well, right, that was good. I had a good mindset today. But say, right, that day is gone now. That day doesn't exist anymore. There's nothing, you know. And if you had, a, it's the same. If you had a shit day, trend. If you if you weren't didn't work as hard as you should have. If you were la, if you were lacking a bit in something like, you know, you just get it, it's frustrating at the time, or it might you might be in a high if you do really well, but you just have yeah. to forget about it. Like so, Dan, yeah. me, Dan, me and you can buy all the days we want that we've had to pass, you know, yeah. from ourselves for, for whatever reason, you know, from family days to being even with your friends, you know, we can uh, be separately, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we can buy all those days that we want, but we, we can't go back. So we can't go into a time machine and we can't just press the replay button. We, we can't do that. You know, 